Rookie narcotics cop Jake Hoyt gets paired with ruthless, psychotic, corrupt detective Alonzo Harris on his first day in the new narcotics division. Alonzo has dark plans for Jake, and all Jake wants is to protect and serve by doing the right thing. A lot can happen in one day, especially when that day is Anton Fuqua's training day. I'm Connor Zagari. And I'm Austin Johnson. And you are listening to Filmgasm. Happy Friday, listeners, coming at you via Skype to talk about an epic crime drama that follows our Wednesday episode on Sinister, with the theme being great Ethan Hawke performances. Training Day is a bitchin' movie that won Denzel Washington his second Oscar and also gave us one of the scariest movie villains of the 2000s. So, how big a fan of Training Day are you? Massive. (laughs) (laughs) Glad you asked. Uh, This is Antoine Fuqua's, like, hands down his best movie, right? Um, yeah. I don't think anything comes close. I think equalizer, equalizer movies are cool, but Training Day is, um, yeah, it's borderline a masterpiece, man. This movie has two really, really strong performances and one one kind of all-time, like, monumental performance in Denzel um, yeah. as, as Alonzo Harris, who just steals the show right away and doesn't really let up the entire time. Uh, I, I mean, there's, like, endless quotes we can talk about those as we go through from alonzo i have seen this movie so many times that you would think it'd almost be overplayed in my mind but no it's just one of those movies i can rewatch over and over it was even it was even uh, i remember as a kid it was on like tnt a lot and stuff and i would just kind of catch you know bits of it uh and, and i was like I, I gotta buy this on dvd you know i need to see the real the real training day <laughs> and uh, i'm so glad i did yeah i haven't I, it's kind of been in my arsenal of movies like for for as long as I can remember. Bitchin'. I uh, I can't imagine watching this on TNT. Like, edited? Yeah, this I, has got to be just so watered down. Oh, it's way different. Way different. <sighs> My God, Alonzo's dialogue's got to be cut out. Almost 90% of it. Well, yeah, it'd be like listening to, you know, a, you know, Ice Cube album. You know, the clean version instead of Ugh. the explicit. No, thank you. Ugh. God. Yeah, Last I thing I want is... Yeah, last thing I wanted to watch or listen to any of this stuff neutered. It's the fucking worst. Yeah, I know you're a big Cube fan, so yeah. huge <laughs> Cube. That was my last concert, possibly ever. Yeah, and, and you know we're talking about we're talking about Los Angeles today. Um, I also think Training Day is one of the best Los Angeles movies, where it shows you the city, takes yeah. you through the city in a day. Uh, not just Los Angeles, like oh Hollywood, this and that. It's like no L.A., you know, um, Inglewood. Uh, gritty gritty areas it's a lot a lot, lot of fun to be on that journey you know and this movie is kind of kind of gives you like a road map of what it would be like to uh be a cop in los angeles true more than that to be a corrupt cop in los angeles yes and when basically you're you're basically a crime lord you run this shit and alonzo straight up runs this shit he is treated like a god everywhere he goes because everyone's afraid of him it's he's barely a cop. <laughs> he's he's a fucking he's kingpin. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah, he's you know, people he's he's feared by people. People you know, he comes around, it's like, oh shit, here's Alonzo. Fuck. Cause he is a cop. At the end of the day, this fucker's a cop. He's got a badge. Yeah. Uh, so he just, you know, he has this trump card always. And <laughs> as much as I should hate him, I should hate him. I mean, he's a dirty cop. 
that's like the worst thing you can do is, you know, you know, take on this, this, this occupation of, of honor, uh, a, a job where you're supposed to protect the people, the citizens of your country, and you're just crooked as hell and taking money left and right from people. You should hate him, but he's so much fun to watch. <laughs> and that comes basically, I think, from Denzel's just inherent charm that he can bring to every performance. You like the guy no matter what he's doing, whether he's a psychotic cop or an alcoholic pilot or Malcolm X. You fucking love the guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He, yeah, he just has, has a way. We'll, we'll definitely be talking about more of his roles as we go on. Oh, yes. <laughs> Crazy. So Training Day was directed by Anton Fuqua. Some of his other directing credits include The Replacement Killers, Tears of the Sun, Olympus Has Fallen, The Equalizer, Southpaw, and the 2016 remake of The Magnificent Seven. He's great at combining action and drama. And yeah, the guy has such a cool uh, sense of direction. I love his I love his work. Everything I've seen, I've really liked. Yeah, it's all it's all solid. It just so happens that Training Day is the best. Like it's just the best. It's the most entertaining. It has the best performance that he's written. You know, like the best character he's written in Alonzo. But yeah, I agree with you. Everything he's done is entertaining as hell. For sure, I really liked Southpaw. South, okay, yeah, you know me, man. I'm a big Jake Gyllenhaal fan. Uh, that movie, talk about sad as hell, man. You really are led to believe that Rachel McAdams is going to be a part of the movie, and then, oh. and then she's not. Oh boy, yeah, that's that's a that's a. I think that one's a little bit underrated at this point because Jake Gyllenhaal has done so many great things that you kind of forget that he played this really pretty solid boxing character in a very. Uh, the boxing scenes were very good because that's you know that's Fuqua. He's great, at, like you said, he's great at action. Oh, for sure. I also thought I thought the Equalizer was badass. Uh, yeah. <laughs> honestly, I thought the remake of the Magnificent Seven was good. I thought that was gonna suck. It kind of came and went because the original such an American classic. But I thought his remake was really good. I thought he did a decent job. Yeah, and uh, and, uh, and who else is in that? Denzel and Ethan <laughs> Hawke. Let's go. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Yeah, no, I, I enjoy that movie because of the cast, because uh, the action's good, and you know. Sometimes you're looking for some popcorn. You're looking for some entertainment. And Fuqua is damn good at that. He's good at making you just kind of get on the edge of your seat in the classic way, you know, classic thrilling way uh, that we've gotten used to in American cinema. And it's awesome, man. It's just it's just fun. It's a fun ride always. He's good at entertaining you, but he's also good at making you think about it, making you consider the consequences of these characters, making the characters real. And yeah, fuck it. I can't wait to see what he does next. Yeah, yeah, I'm always, yeah, he's always going to be a guy uh, that's on my radar. And talk about a guy that people should know his name. Um, one of the better uh, American black directors we have. Uh, yeah. People, pe- people need to know his name. So I'm really excited to kind of bring Training Day back into light. It's almost fucking 20 years old somehow. Uh, yeah, I'm really, really excited to dig into this one. Oh, for sure. The film stars two-time Oscar winner Denzel Washington as Alonzo Harris, corrupt cop with no line to cross. Washington won his first Oscar for 1989's Glory and his second for Training Day. He's also been nominated an additional seven times for his performances in 1987's Cry Freedom, 1992's Malcolm X, 1999's The Hurricane, 2012's Flight, 2016's Fences, and 2017's Roman J. Israel Esquire, as well as a Best Picture Producing nod for Fences. 
He's a highly respected actor who rarely plays a bad guy, which is why I think his turn in Training Day is so memorable. He's known for playing, you know, the hero, the incorruptible lawyer, pilot, you know, uh, symbol of incorruptibility. And then you throw that guy into the into a role like Alonzo Harris and you make that guy three dimensional. You turn who could have been just a caricature evil bastard into a, a, a layered kind of symbol of Los Angeles. <laughs> it's so yeah. cool. Yeah, he's terrific. <laughs> and then you, you have uh, w- without without Alonzo, without training that you don't have Frank Lucas, American gangster. You don't have flight. You don't have these things that follow where it's like, oh, man. Actually, Denzel can be the bad guy. He can be the guy who's like a little fucked up. Uh, yeah. I, love that you, I love that you pointed that out because uh, Denzel can obviously get typecasted as the kind of like aggressive guy who just yells a lot. Um, <laughs> but this dude has has serious range. Um, have you ever seen Mo Betta Blues? No, I have not. I, this, this guy's playing a trumpet player in a Spike Lee movie. You know, he's fantastic. He got game, another Spike Lee movie where he's uh, a prisoner who gets let out to try to get his son to commit to a basketball college. Uh, yeah, Denzel Washington, he's been all over the place, man. He's done everything. John Q, he can he can do it all, dude. <laughs> I love I, I love Denzel. Um, I think he's yeah one of the more important guys to kind of watch. More important American actors to watch. His uh, his filmography is 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 insane. And then as a kid, for me, remember the Titans. Um, that kind of a role, even though that movie's very cheesy at times, uh, <laughs> Denzel brings it ev- like to every scene. Uh, whether the writing be a little bit sloppy or not, Denzel like rises it, uh, and and it, it's so inspirational. And as a kid, when you watch that, you know it came out in 2000, and it's just been a part of my life since I was five years old. So he is, um, yeah, he's a staple, that's for sure. Right on. One of my favorites uh, that I think gets lost in his massive filmography is Man on Fire. Oh, dude, yes. <laughs> that is yes. a wild fucking movie, and he plays such a like borderline crazy person. Yeah. And what he's willing to do to find this little girl. And, uh, yeah, it's that that's such a great movie. He really can play anything. Yeah. No, he's the fan, dude. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Oscar nominee Ethan Hawke plays Jake Hoyt, newbie cop who doesn't realize what he's in for until it's too late. We talked about Hawke's resume at length in our episode on Sinister, but some of his standouts include Richard Linklater's Before Trilogy, Dead Poet Society, Boyhood, and Gattaca. And uh, if you want to hear more about what we think of Ethan Hawke, we can revisit Sinister, or you can check out our first Reformed bonus. He's come up a lot. Yeah, he's the man, you know, Ethan Hawke. Yeah, I don't think we, uh, we really need to say a lot about him, but uh, this is an underrated performance. I'll say that, uh, you know, it gets obviously overshadowed by by Denzel's monumental performance, but uh, Ethan Hawke is Ethan Hawke is very good. And at the end of the day, he fucking wins. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so it's just crazy. It really is amazing how Hoyt, the resilience that he has, like, I'm going to get through this day and be a good cop. It's it's honestly, he's a fucking hero. Dude, how about it that this movie takes place over the course of a single fucking day? I, that, I mean, yeah, that, that's one of my favorite things. You know, you talked about uh, Ethan Hawke's been, has worked with Linklater. I mean, I love, like, Days of Confused and Slacker. I love when movies take place over just, bam, one day. Let's just see how life kind of unfolds. But then you take it to a different level of train, a movie like Training Day, where it's literally just two characters. And, you know, of course, they come across, you know, Dr. Dre is in this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they come across some, uh, some 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 interesting characters. But for the most part, 
you're just watching these two guys. And it is uh, mesmerizing. It's like an anti-buddy cop movie. <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's a good one. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I, t- I typically hate buddy cop movies, but this is, I don't know, this is just you know, way different. Oh, hell yeah. So in addition to those two, we get cameo appearances from iconic rappers Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre. Uh, the supporting cast includes Scott Glenn, Eva Mendez, Tom Berenger, Cliff Curtis, and Raymond J. Barry. A lot of people pop in and out of this movie. But as Austin said, we do follow almost entirely Denzel and Ethan from beginning to finish. And, and you know, as, like, obvious as this may be, it that's how a normal day would be, right, in your own life. Like, if you say you and I are hanging out, we're driving around, we have interactions with a couple of people when we go get something to eat. Uh, then we go to the store and we have a couple interactions with them. And then you go home, like, that's your day, you know, and you have these little things and characters come and go. But mostly you're kind of in your own head and with that one guy. It's, it's, it's awesome. It's a great way to make a movie. <laughs> yes, indeed. The film won its only Oscar for Best Actor, Denzel Washington. Its only other nomination was Best Supporting Actor for Ethan Hawke. So while this movie was very well received, it only it only got uh, some acting nods. But I'm surprised at that because this this is Best Picture material. <laughs> yeah, it should have got a nomination. And I think uh, Fuqua should have got a nod for directing in this one. I think I think this one is yeah, it's on a different level. I think the way he films L.A. is just something else. He films it with like a dark lens, like not literally, but the way you have to look at this city is it's not, you know, glamorized. It's not Hollywood. It's not Beverly Hills. This is the dark underbelly that feeds that side of the city. Yes. Good point. Yes. It's awesome. <laughs> Training Day has an IMDb score of 7.7. Rotten Tomatoes score of 72%. It was a big hit, grossing $104 million on a budget of $45 million. So successful. Way to go. And Hell uh, yeah. Let's dig into the plot of this motherfucker. <laughs> so, we open on Jake Hoyt waking up the, on the day of his new assignment. He's going to be an undercover narcotics cop in the grittiest side of L.A. We see he has a wife and a newborn, and he's you know he's a good guy. We get the sense that he's an honest cop on the straight and narrow. Probably going to be you know a Boy Scout commendations up the ass one day. Hell yeah, Hoyt. <laughs> and he goes to meet the head of his unit. But first he calls him, and, and it's the weirdest phone call. It's Alonzo tells him, like, you know, wear plain clothes you know, and meet me at this place. We're not going into the office. <laughs> like, everything that Hoyt's been kind of taught at the academy, Alonzo just straight up throws out the fucking window and shoots in the face and says, this is how we're doing it. It's an interesting introduction. It is. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you you know exactly who's in this movie because of, like, you know, the posters and trailers. So, you know, who's on the phone, you know, it's Denzel. And uh, immediately I I remember the first time I saw this, I remember thinking, uh, not thinking this is a bad guy, but this is a guy. This is a guy I really want to see. You know what I mean? I want to see who's on the other end of the phone. I don't really care if he's a bad guy, you know? Yeah. Well, the <laughs> first time already, I saw with, without without showing his face, Alonzo grabs you by the balls, and oh. he's like, and, and he's one of the most evil cops of all time. Yeah, it's great. It's amazing. <laughs> well, when we first hear him, I immediately thought, like for the first one, the first time I saw this, I thought this is kind of a Martin Riggs type guy, kind of a 
loose cannon, fuck the book, you know, my way or the highway kind of guy. I didn't, you know, I figured I didn't expect him to be a monster. And yeah, no. Yeah, it unfolds, as, you know, the movie kind of strips a little bit of Alonzo away every time him and uh, Hoyt deal with something until you're straight up, you know, revealed that this guy's a fucking maniac. <laughs> it's it's great. So Hoyt goes to this coffee shop to meet Alonzo, who is sitting at a booth reading a paper. And he's got, you know, he, he's wearing this big leather jacket, gold chain. He does not look like a cop. He's dressed like a fucking gangster. Because <laughs> he fucking is a gangster. Yes, yes. I mean, his car has fucking hydraulics. This is a, a crazy person. <laughs> oh, it's great, man. So already there's tension with Alonzo and Hoyt. Just then the second Hoyt sits down and Alonzo tells him to order something and Hoyt's like, oh, no, thanks. I ate from there. That's the first bit of disobedience in, Lon- in Alonzo's eyes. Like, I told you to eat. so You fucking eat. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. The guy is so insane. From yeah, the don't, he's like, don't reject me, you dumb, dumb, dumb idiot. Like, what are you thinking? <laughs> oh, oh, man. That whole fucking scene is great. I'm going to I'm going to look up the quotes on that scene just because I <laughs> I can't believe it. That bit of dialogue is so good. Oh, yeah. Um, when he's reading when he's reading the paper, he's like, I'm not reading the paper because I think it's true. Like, I'm reading the paper because it's entertaining. <laughs> OK, oh, here it man. is. All right. Alonzo, get some chow in you before we go to the office. My dollar. Hoyt, thank you, sir, but I ate. Alonzo, fine, don't. Hoyt, it's nice here. Alonzo, yeah, I read my paper. <laughs> so Hoyt. good, so good. Hoyt, I'm sorry, sir. I, Alonzo, thank you. Hoyt, you know what? I'll get something to eat. Alonzo, no, hell no, you won't. You fucked that up. <laughs> I'm trying to read my paper. Please shut up. Jesus. <laughs> Just like that. This is a man who loves to play God. He is in charge of every decision that everybody makes. Well, yeah, he wants to he wants to get inside your head before you even know what's what. Yeah, <laughs> and that's and that's exactly what he does. There's a little bit of a pause there. Then Hoyt says, "I sure won't mind roasting in a black and white all day." Alonzo, tell me a story, Hoyt. Hoyt, my story? Alonzo, no, not your story, a story, because you can't keep your mouth shut long enough for me to read my paper. Tell me a story. <laughs> Hoyt, I don't know any. I don't think I know any stories. Alonzo, you don't know any stories. Okay, I'll tell you a story. This is a newspaper. It's 90% bullshit, but it's entertaining. That's why I read it because it entertains me. You won't let me read it, so you entertain me with your bullshit. Tell me a story right now. <laughs> Jesus Christ, this is terrible. So good. <laughs> give him, give him the Oscar. <laughs> oh. Uh. So they leave the coffee shop. They go to get into Alonzo's car and Jake says, this isn't st- like standard issue. Is it like, no, but it's sexy, right? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Hydraulics, still dairy starts buying cigarette lit. Oh, perfect. So Alonzo and Hoyt drive through LA. Just Alonzo's kind of just getting the feel of Hoyt. Hoyt's getting the feel of Alonzo. Alonzo gets the feel that Hoyt is this boy scout by the book, little bitch. And Hoyt gets the, the, the idea that Alonzo is this no-nonsense, kind of borderline crazy narcotics cop. That's their first impressions, and they're pretty fucking spot on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's not a whole lot to read there. It's just like, yeah, 
he's sketchy and uh yeah he's voice scout <laughs> so alonzo promises jake that if he works with him in his unit he can get jake you know buco promotions anything can happen you just got to play the game you got to play his game you got to play by his rules you got to do things his way <laughs> and uh he says you know the men on my unit trust me they they believe in me they worship me and i reciprocate you know i i make sure they you know get get what's theirs and Hoyt's just kind of like yep yes sir yes sir it's just kind of thinking you know it's all bravado it's all bullshit not knowing that this guy is fucking serious about everything he says. <laughs> and um, they go to get a uh, – they stopped a drug deal, these uh, these two kids buying weed. And <laughs> Alonzo is just parked like right next to them just saying like, oh, here they come. Like he's – it's almost like this is planned for him, which it very well could be knowing the level of manipulation Alonzo is willing to go to. This could be a staged event. Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I would, yeah, I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah, for me, it's like he, Alonzo's a good villain because of what he's capable of, because of what he does. But he is scary in how much preparation and planning went into getting Hoyt's involvement here. Like when you really think about it, this is the the work of a of a megalomaniac, almost a Bond villain. It's crazy. The like, I think a lot of people underestimate Alonzo's intelligence. Yeah, very, very Gus Fring-like. Yeah, yeah, big time. He's like a combo of Gus and Tuco. <laughs> Which is scary. <laughs> yeah, by the way, did you watch the new Better Call Saul? I did, yes. We'll talk about that after recording, because I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't watched yeah, it yet. But... Yeah, there, there's a scene where Tuco gets brought up. It's great. That's great. <laughs> you, gotta oh, love yeah. those, you gotta love those little nuggets that they have of Breaking Bad. It's great. I love when you, you they constantly remind you that this is a, you know the same universe. This is a less than a year before Breaking Bad at, at this point. So great. Yeah, it's brilliant. <laughs> so after they stop this drug deal, uh, well, Alonzo goes. They pull the guys over, and Alonzo threatens the guy. He said he's gonna slap the taste out of his mouth. <laughs> uh, grabs the guy's like ear twists it until he gives him the weed Hoist oh, is kind of like what the hell is going on this isn't how we're supposed to do things like, they don't even arrest anybody and they get into the car and they drive off and alonzo tells hoyt to take a hit and hoyt's like well no not, we're not gonna do that and alonzo's like yeah you are take a hit and hoyt's like i'm not i'm not gonna smoke that Alonzo hits the brakes on the car, points a gun at Hoyt's head and says, smoke it right now. You just got killed. You're going to be undercover in my unit. You're going to smoke when I tell you to smoke. Like, fuck, dude. <laughs> oh. Crazy, man. Yeah, it, you you uh, kind of at that point, this movie almost gets, yeah, it almost gets like borderline horrific uh, because because Alonzo is uh, – not only manipulative, but he's kind of he's, he's got this guy captured in his car. Like there's nothing Hoyt can do from from minute minute one. It's really, really, really devastating. <laughs> he's not just a captive. He, Alonzo is his superior officer. Like this yeah. is he's trapped in more ways than one here. Yes. Yeah. Indeed. So Hoyt says, "All right, fine, give me the fucking thing," and he smokes up. And 
he finds out later that this is not just weed. This is weed laced with PCP. And he is just, he's messed up now. <laughs> he's high as fuck. He's looking around and seeing tracers. He's tell, he tells Alonzo, like, why did you make me smoke that? And Alonzo actually has the fucking balls to say, you made your choice. It's not like I put a gun to your head. <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Arrogance is too is not strong enough a word for this guy. <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh, oh, oh. I love the when they I love when they do that. Like, You're a wolf, man. You gotta be a wolf. So good. <laughs> oh, fucking crazy. A person of power should not think like that. Should not have the you know I'm a wolf and everyone else is a sheep mentality. That is dangerous as hell. <laughs> yeah. God, can you imagine? Can you imagine Denzel Washington? Asking you to howl like a wolf while you're on PCP? <laughs> no, thank you. Sounds like a nightmare I had once. <laughs> Watch too many Denzel movies. <laughs> no such thing. <laughs> it really is not. It, yeah, I, I still have, like, I mean, because he has so many, there's still a few I haven't seen. And I can't wait to see, get to those, you know? Oh, yeah. I've got a shit ton still to watch. A lot yeah, of people, so- you know... I haven't been like following them my whole life. It's only been a few, you know, recently that I've really tackled a lot of these guys. So I still have a lot left to see. Yeah, Denzel's been, yeah, he's one of those guys who's been a part of my life, mainly because of Room of the Titans. And then I saw this at probably like 13 or so. So I just kind of got hooked on him, you know. Um, there's there's some that are even like uh, like out of time or deja vu. They're not that great. Or um, I, I actually like the two train movies, uh, Taking Pelham 123 and Unstoppable. Those are fun, you know, they're entertaining. I don't know. He's he's just done so much, so much stuff that you he almost has become like a superhero. You know, he's kind of like um, like a comic book, comic book character at this point, because he's been so relevant for so long. Speaking of that, I've heard that uh, Denzel is one of the actors being considered to play Magneto in the MCU, which would oh, be nuts. Dude, that is great <laughs> news. That, that needs to happen now. That would be fantastic. Oh, that would be. Yeah, that's awesome. Fucking give Alonzo superpowers and you've got Magneto. Yeah, we're, we're in. Yeah, we're in. Ugh. So, Alonzo and Jake are driving past an alleyway, and Hoyt demands to be let out of the car. He sees a young girl being attacked, about to be raped in an alleyway. Alonzo stops the car. Hoyt runs out. Alonzo doesn't want to stop the car because he says this isn't our job. We're not playing. You know, we're not uniforms. This isn't our gig. We're, we're narcotics. This isn't my problem. So Alonzo doesn't help. He just stands by the car and watches while Hoyt attacks these two crazy, these two people who are trying to rape this girl, gets his ass kicked, and then turns it around and starts beating the shit out of them, uh, handcuffs to uh, the guys, rescues the girl. But, you know, the girl remember, remembers this. Like, it's a very good thing Jake did this. But um, oh. oh, man, I this is... This is quite possibly the, the the most like uh like karma you know like most like use of karma where it comes back later in such a massive life altering way. It's great. It was so great, man. It was so satisfying because I haven't seen this movie in like a good decade, so I completely forgot about that, and I was just like I was cheering. I was like, yes, oh, yeah. oh, dude, it is Fuck. so good. Oh, that so, scene later. That scene later is great. Yeah, here we go. So Hoyt's gonna arrest these guys. Alonzo starts torturing the two guys. 
puts a gun to one of their as like puts a gun to his balls and says he's gonna you know shoot him, hits him in the balls, and just starts you know wailing on these guys and lets him go. And Hoyt's like, you know, I wanted to get those guys off the streets. And Alonzo reiterates, that's not our job, not my problem. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. The girl, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> the girl runs away. Jake finds her wallet on the ground, puts it in his pocket gonna log it into evidence first he, oh yeah and alonzo also robbed those guys oh <laughs> so alonzo takes jake to a ha- uh, an old friend of his roger played by scott glenn retired lapd vet who's now a drug dealer <laughs> this fucking city man and <laughs> and i absolutely love this scene because first off scott glenn come on man um <laughs> you know sounds of lamps come on you know um Anyone who was a part of that movie is, is important to us. <laughs> um, I I love this part because he this is very very like L.A. and very much uh, like these guys are boys because um, he he asks Ethan Hawke's character he asks Hoyt like did you play football or whatever you know and he's like what high school did you go to what position he's like oh yeah you're pretty good man you know like he like remembers him playing and it's like so uh, this guy's clearly been in the city for so long you know what I mean. He's yeah. been embedded. He's been embedded in the culture. He's been like hanging out here. He was a cop and now he's a drug dealer. Like he's been around the fucking block, man. I, I really, really like that character, even though he's not in it a lot. He's important, though, after what yeah. happens. Oh, next. man, he's very <laughs> important. Very. So the three of them share a drink. Uh, Ro- Roger casually mentions that, you know, he's you know closer to retirement. Like he's got you know a, ne- a nice nest egg. And uh, he asks Alonzo about something that happened in Vegas, and Alonzo brushes it off, saying, it's not a problem. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I like how that's constantly in the background, hinted by many different characters before you realize just what the fuck he did in Vegas. Well, yeah, cause, yeah. Every, everybody, like, you know, knows Alonzo. As, he's, as they're going through the city, everyone that's, like, bad, like, knows him. Or, like, when they see him, they're like, oh, yeah, that's fucking Alonzo, man. Like, let's get out of here. This guy's this guy's trouble. He's a fucking crooked cop. And, oh, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, you, you, you got to love that character development because it keeps building, keeps building until the very end. So Alonzo and Jake then go to Alonzo's girlfriend's house, uh, Eva Mendez, who uh, – they kind of just leave Jake in a living room with her kid. Which is hilarious because like J- Jake's like the kid that they just you know go sit in there go sit in there and watch TV while the mom and dad take care of business. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Made me laugh. He's just sitting there with the kid, like kind of thinking about the decisions that led him here. <laughs> like, what the fuck am I involved in now? Is just ugh. while he's watching Looney Tunes or whatever the fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that was pretty great. And in this neighborhood, Alonzo tells. Hoyt, never go here without me. They'll gun your ass down. Like, I rule this shit. Everyone's, like, kowtowing to him. Everyone's moving out of his way. He runs this neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> and they're, but they, but, but it's not a, because uh, they're like, fuck this guy, you know? Like, it's not yeah. a. It's not it's like, oh, Zoe. Like, yeah, we love Zoe. Like, Zoe's great. They're like, oh, shit, Zoe's back. He's no hero to these people. He no. runs this place with an iron fist. He's fucking black Stalin to these motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was, I want that on a t-shirt. Black Stalin. That's fucking badass. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, 
they spent a few a good few hours there while Alonzo and his girl just kind of you know fuck in the next room with the kid and Jake just kind of waiting. That's what's that's definitely what's going on. Uh, then they go to a lunch meeting with some L.A. judges, all corrupt. Every, every level of this fucking city is taking somebody's money. And he just he tells Jake, like, go get a steak over there. I got, you know, big boy talk over here. <laughs> and Alonzo talks to these judges and uh, Raymond J. Barry, uh, Tom Berenger, and then the third guy. I don't remember his name, but he was in... Uh, he was the judge in Ghostbusters 2, among other things. And they're all just kind of like, you know, these old, old Los Angeles power players. And they own Alonzo. <laughs> and they ask him, they ask him about uh, Vegas. And Alonzo says, you know, once again, no problem. I'll take care of it. And he asked the judges to get him a search warrant. And they're like, yeah, OK, we'll get you a search warrant. No problem. It's so fucking frustrating to watch fake justice be meted out like this, you know? Oh yeah, yeah. But you, you gotta, you gotta love, you know. Everybody's got a, everybody's got, got a game, you know. Everybody's got a side hustle. Uh, whether they want to like admit it or not, or if they're like hand is in it a little bit, they're fucking in it, you know. I'm like, that's that's just the truth, man. That's the truth. It's uh, people are people. People are gonna always be enticed by money and by uh, kind of like you know playing on playing on the edge, you know and when you have this kind of power, it's like, man, this is, it's just scary. You know, those, those guys um, making calls like that uh, and getting him a search warrant, like it's nothing is, yeah, is, yeah, it's so, it's so dark, but you know, that shit happens. Oh yeah. And uh, Alonzo and Jake then meet up with the other guys from Alonzo's unit and they arm with, they have the warrant, they storm into a house and it's Roger's house. And they, you know, tie him up and they find $4 million stashed in the floorboards, his retirement fund. Alonzo and his guys, they, they're going to divide it up. They're going to divide up $3 million of the stash amongst themselves. And that last million, I think, like, they're going to say it's evidence or some shit. And uh, Jake is kind of like, what is this shit? What are we doing here? This is, this is a robbery. And uh, Alonzo tells Jake shoot roger and jake's like yeah i'll shoot roger and he points the gun he's like bam like jokingly and alonzo's like fucking do it shoot him and jake's like no i'm not gonna just i'm not gonna kill him that's murder and alonzo's like all right okay give me the gun and he just fucking blows roger away <laughs> alonzo just kills him right there not a yeah, second it's... hesitation yeah this guy he's supposedly friends with yeah that we just saw earlier you know uh so sad yeah well, that's what so Jake says. Up. Like, he was your friend. And Alonzo's like, why? Because he knew my name? Like, it's... <laughs> Jesus. Ugh, dude. So callous. So cold. Oh, that's so, man. <laughs> that's so powerful. Because he knew my name? <laughs> yeah. Oh. And Alonzo tells Jake a line that kind of defines this whole movie. It's not what you know. It's what you can prove. God. <laughs> what yeah, a... Hey, yeah, yeah. You got PCP in your system. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Jake yeah. says, yeah, you know, like, I, I I can't be a part of this. He won't he won't take the money. And everyone's immediately uneasy about that. But then with the murder and he won't play ball with that. Alonzo reminds him, you know, you just smoked a whole bunch of PCP. You'll never pass a drug test. Like, yeah. who are they going to believe? Jesus. 
Yeah. Yeah, he's going to be like, are they going to believe us, you know, five cops or you? Yeah. First, you know, first day training, PCP. Yeah, come on, buddy. And God. I love how I love how uh, Dr. Dre just really hates it, really hates Hoyt. Like, really. He's like, who's this extra white boy? You know, he just hates him. Like, <laughs> every movie he makes, he's like, nah, I don't trust this guy. Which he was right. He was right. Yeah. And Hoyt punches Dre later on. Yes, which is, uh, you don't really believe that. You know, Ethan Hawke punching Dr. Dre. <laughs> no. That shit, that shit wouldn't fly. <laughs> Ugh. So they start creating a scenario to explain Roger's death, and they use one of Roger's guns to shoot Jeff, one of the guys, in his Kevlar vest, make it look like self-defense. But Alonzo fucking misses the vest, gets Jeff in the side, and he is pissed and hurt and says, you know, tells Alonzo to call for an ambulance. And Jake suddenly grabs the shotgun, holds Alonzo down, and says, you know, what the fuck's going on? I'm not going to play ball. Not like this. And that's when Alonzo tells him about the drug test and who you're going to prove. And, you know, the evidence shows what, you know, one way of what happened. And then there's your word. Not going to work. Ugh. Jake backs down when the paramedics show up and everything goes like clockwork, just like Alonzo said it would. And Jake goes to wait by the car and you hear Alonzo talking to somebody on the phone. Tells Jake to get in the car. And Jake's just like, what the fuck was that? That was murder. Straight up. What is wrong with you? You people are fucking crazy. <laughs> and Alonzo's like, yeah, that was murder. He dealt drugs to kids. It was dirty money. So, you know, why shouldn't we keep it? He's trying to, his rationales are so fucked up. Like, it, yeah, okay, he dealt drugs to kids, but this is this really the way to do it? <laughs> Yeah, do you just do you just kill him and do you manipulate uh some guy who's not down to do that? No, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he's he's arguing. Well, I fought fire with fire. You know, it's like, well, yeah, that's that's not the best thing, man. <laughs> no, man. If anything, you know, all this does is create more more shit. And now Jake has you know extreme reservations. And Alonzo's like, all right, I get it. You need time. Just know that you know don't. Don't cross me. Like, he doesn't straight up say it, but he's hinting, like, if you cross me, you will lose everything. Think about your wife. Think about your child. Like, Jesus. So they head out to another neighborhood where Alonzo tells him he's got to give some goods to a family of his, one of his informants. He goes – he and Jake go up to this card game. Jake uh, waits with the with the guys while Alonzo goes to the bathroom. The owner of the house, Smiley, opens the package that Alonzo left him, and there's, like, a blender – and a whole bunch of money. And in this card game, by the way, is fucking Tuco. <laughs> Tuco Salamanca, baby. Looking Raymond good. Cruz. So cool. Looking good. And he's playing like a maniac. Like probably, you know, a predecessor to Tuco. Oh, I'm sure Vince Gilligan loves this movie. <laughs> yeah, I would bet. Yeah, I mean, well, they're, I mean, like, honestly, a lot. They're like Heisenberg and Gus Spring. The way they just, like, they're so abrupt and they explode out of the blue is a lot like Alonzo. Oh yeah, I would. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I would bet. I mean, for the past for the past century in cinema, Alonzo is just fucking huge, man. He's so influential. <laughs> so cool. So they're playing the card game. Jake sits down to play. So you know, they're like, "Oh, we're not betting money. It's a friendly game." And they're you know talking, and uh, one of the guys wants to see Jake's gun. Says, "You know, I've, what do you got there?" 
you know, nine millimeter? And he's like, yeah. Like, can I see it? And Jake's like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm a cop. No, you can't see my gun. And the guy's like, come on. It's all good. And everyone's eyes are kind of on him like, you better give him the gun. <laughs> and Jake's like, all right. So he ejects the clip, takes the round out of the chamber, hands over the gun. And the guy's just kind of looking at it like, oh, this is nice. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's so oh, tense. Man. You never know what's yeah. up. It's going to go off. You just don't know when. It's so fucking great. <laughs> oh, God. G- guns, yeah, gun culture and, like, people who are comfortable just kind of, like, handling them, I'm fascinated by that. I'm like, how the hell? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm scared to death of them, man. <laughs> I get it, man. Me too. Which is ironic because we live in Texas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I know. I mean, yeah, we, we both probably have friends and family who have them. <laughs> So Smiley tell uh, reveals that Alonzo left. He, the money is for them to kill Hoyt <laughs> and explains what happened in Vegas. So in Vegas, a Russian gangster was mouthing off. Alonzo lost his temper, beat the guy to death. And the guy was somebody. The gangster's bosses told Alonzo, $1 million and we'll forget the incident. And, you have, and if he doesn't pay by midnight, they're going to hunt Alonzo down and kill him. That's what the money, that's what Rogers... Uh, the attack on Roger, that's what that was for. Hoyt's a loose end, and now he's dead. Meat. So Jake tries to, you know, he flips the table, tries to get the fuck out of there. They take him down. They drag him into the bathroom. They tie him up, with, I think, with his own handcuffs. They throw him in the bathtub. They're going to shoot him in the head. And the guy's like, you know, I, Hoyt's like, I got, a, I got a wife. I got a daughter. Like, don't do this. It's so intense. I, The first time I saw this, I thought, like, fuck, how's he getting to get out of this? They're going to kill him right now. Oh yeah, well yeah. I mean, he's in a tiny. He's like in a tiny bathroom, uh, and it, it it really feels like yeah. There's 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 no way out here. He's drowning. You know, this is it. Oh, yeah. So they decided, you know, they're gonna rob him first. So they grab his wallet, and what they grab is the pink wallet he found from the rape scene earlier that day. Smiley recognizes his wallet as his little cousin's wallet, and he demands to know where the hell did you get this wallet? Jake says that he stopped a girl from getting raped by two guys. And Smiley's like, are you fucking lying to me? If you're lying to me, I'm going to cut you, but I'm going to cut your balls off. Like, it's Jesus Christ. And he calls his cousin and asks what happened. And she's like, well, I got jumped by these two guys. This cop saved me and I, I ran off. And Smiley's like, fuck. And he lets Jake go. <laughs> he lets him go. Yeah, yeah uh, man, that that phone call <sighs> with, the, with the cousin is so intense. She's like, no, no, everything's fine today. Like, nothing... And he's like, are you sure? <laughs> and, and I'm like, oh, if he wouldn't have asked, are you sure? Because she's so nonchalant, dude. Oh, oh my God. Oh, it's, it's so many little things about this movie that just kind of keep it ticking and keep you on the edge over and over. It's great. <laughs> oh, it's nuts. And they're just like immediately all is forgiven. They're like, you know, this was just business, right? And Hoyt's like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, I, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> and they let him go. <laughs> they even give him his gun back. God. Oh, man. Wow. Oh. Dude, uh, honor, man. You know, do the right thing. Always. Yeah. Karma, baby. Pay it for <laughs> Oh, So Jake is pissed and he is out for blood. So he goes back to the neighborhood where Alonzo lives and tells the guy, like, guarding the, the building, I'm here to see Alonzo. And the guy just steps aside. <laughs> Anything yeah. to get rid of Alonzo. Anything to help his chances. Oh, I oh man, that is so cool because you 
you, you, you know, at first Alonzo tells him, you know, don't ever come here without me. And he's like, no, that's exactly what I'm going to do. You know, I'm going to, these people don't like you, man. They, they, they sort of respect you just out of fear, but they don't, they don't like you, man. So I'm going to walk up here and I'm going to come, come try to take you down. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's one of the most like badass, uh, you know, showdowns of all time. Every, it's funny because every time Hoyt ignores Alonzo's advice, it works out in his favor. Yeah, you know, yeah. don't save the girl. Saving the girl got him, you know, saved his own life. Don't go there without me. He went there and earned everybody's respect. <laughs> it's, it's funny. So Alonzo is really bad at giving advice. Turns out he's completely full of shit. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a, a terrible cop. <laughs> On top of being an asshole, he's also an idiot. <laughs> but we love him. <laughs> so uh hoyt goes up to the house he sees the kid from a from a, uh, the bedroom window throws some dirt to get his attention kid unlocks the door jake tells the kid you know i want you to hide in the closet and don't come out <laughs> jake goes to he kicks in the door where alonzo and his girlfriend are you know naked counting the money and alonzo's clapping like you passed the test great job Oh, this motherfucker just trying to weasel his way out of anything. Ugh. He's packing up the million and Jake's not buying it. You know, he says, you know, give me the money and your guns. And <laughs> you know, they fight. There's a shootout. Uh, they end up, you know, running through the neighborhood. Alonzo <laughs> leaves Jake on the roof, tries to drive away. Jake fucking jumps down onto his car. <laughs> It's crazy. Oh, he, oh yeah, he's got all sorts of adrenaline at this point of like, you put me through the ringer today. Like, <laughs> I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop you. I have to stop you because I'm a good cop. There's a lot of built up resentment here over just one day, and uh, Jake forces Alonzo to crash the car, knocking him out temporarily. Jake drags him out of the car, punches him a few times, holds him at gunpoint in front of the entire neighborhood. This is, you know emasculation right here the king is dead metaphorically and he recovers he and jake face down the street everyone's surrounding them and alonzo says whoever shoots jake will be a very rich man but the gang tired of alonzo's bravado and his bullshit nobody nobody says a word nobody makes a move and alonzo's like who the fuck do you think you're dealing with here it's the scene for me i think that got denzel the, the oscar where he's just going off on these people and he says his immortal line which was improvised by denzel yes king kong ain't got shit on me so good <laughs> what the fuck this so man good. is insane uh, there's <laughs> spit coming out of his mouth yeah he's got you shot me in the ass you shot me in the ass <laughs> uh, so good he's almost on the verge of tears like his whole yeah. he feels like his empire has crumbled yeah, it has. Yeah. And Jake, uh, one of the guys, the guy guarding the door says, like, go ahead, Jake. We got the, we got your back. And he walks. Jake walks off with the money. <laughs> Alonzo's screaming at him, you know, Jake, <laughs> Jake, like just screaming, like, get back here. <laughs> oh, it's crazy. Alonzo then, you know, they, he gets in his car, he drives towards the airport and his car is forced to a stop by. A van, a bunch of gangsters jump out of the car and just gun his ass down. 
<laughs> the Russians. The Russians have come back. To I, at first, I thought like shit. He's he's gonna get away. But nope. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there was just no way. You know, he he had been shot. It's like, where are you going, man? You're, are you about to get on a plane right now? What are you What are you doing? You know, there's just yeah. He 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 was done, man. Dude, Russian gangsters scared the shit out of me. Yeah, that's a whole different a whole different ball game. Dude, like I can name you know a whole bunch of famous Italian and Irish gangsters. Name one famous Russian gangster. Yeah, that's scarier. You can't because they don't get caught. <laughs> they know how to play the game. They're safe and they are dangerous. They play by the rules, yeah. <laughs> and you don't fuck with them. I mean, Denzel, yeah. you know, Alonzo is a highly decorated, you know feared cop and they just gun him down like he's anybody <laughs> oh so satisfying to watch that son of a bitch get his yeah and when jake gets home he hears newscasts describing the killing of a highly decorated narcotics officer who was gunned down while investigating drug trafficking at the airport so alonzo is going to go down as a hero cop who was murdered in the line of duty oh motherfucker that's training day. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, spectacular stuff. And yeah, yeah all, all the way up until the end, you're just, yeah, on the edge of your seat. Oh, what a movie. So there was an attempted TV show remake launched in 2017 with Justin Cornwell as a young idealistic black cop and Bill Paxton as a ruthless, corrupt, older white cop. So basically they just switched the races and tried to call it something new. <laughs> yeah, no thanks. That sounds stupid. The series aired only 13 episodes on CBS before it was canceled due to Bill Paxton's sudden death in February of 2017. So it's a shame it had to go down like that, but I am glad this was canceled. Agreed. Yeah, Bill, Bill Paxton's awesome, but yeah, I, I just don't think um, I don't think that show should have uh, should have been you know should have aired at any point. Yeah, I'm glad it got canceled. They keep making movies out of I mean, TV shows out of successful movies. It has not worked once. You know, they tried The Omen, The Exorcist. Lethal Weapon, Rush Hour, it fails every fucking time. And well, 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 the thing about this one especially is it, it, it's called Training Day. It's one day. What, are you going to make a series about each hour of the day? You know, go ahead, have at it. But, I, yeah, the, the, the movie's called Training Day because it's one day. Yeah, I don't get how that would work at all. Fucking, yeah, fucking lazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I give the film Training Day a nine. It's... Just a fantastic watch full of intense drama, incredible performances, and a satisfying conclusion. Wonderful film. Yeah, I agree. I give it a nine as well. It's it's close to a ten. Uh, I'm not quite sure what holds it back. I think maybe – I actually think it could be a little bit longer. I think there could be a little bit more um, – a little bit more there, maybe a couple more uh, intense scenes because once you get to that part where he's uh, with the uh, Hispanic characters, uh, Hoytas, it's just turned up to 11, man, and it is so intense. And I, I agree. I, I, it is kind of a rushed ending a little bit, but but it, but it's so good. You know, it, it is um, it's a wild wild ride. And again, Denzel's best performance. Oh fuck yeah! Well, that is all for today. We may have something dropping on Sunday. You'll just have to wait and see. Next week we're tackling the 1979 monster hit Alien. Can't wait for that. And if you missed it, check out our episode on Sinister this past Wednesday. See you next week. And remember, it's not what you know; it's what you can prove. Thank mm-hmm. you.